Welcome to the Socially Distant Survival Guide. My name is Kevin Weinbold, and together, you and I are going to win this quarantine. Whether you're losing your mind in self-isolation, not motivated enough to put on pants, or just need something to do while your sourdough starter is maturing, you are in the right place. I will be bringing you tips and tricks for your socially distant survival for as Hey there, my fellow quarantiners. Before we get on with this episode, I wanted to remind you about something exciting going on right now. Since this podcast is brand new, I need your help in spreading the word. Anyone who leaves a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts between now and May 31st will be entered into a drawing for a $100 Visa gift card or $100 directly through Venmo or Zelle. We just had our first drawing on May 15th, and the next will be May 31st. Since iTunes and Google won't display your email when you leave a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to me at sociallydistantsurvivalguide at gmail.com so I can contact you if you win. Now, on with the episode. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Socially Distant Survival Guide. My name is Kevin Weinbold, and I am coming to you from my closet in Harlem, New York, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, we're going off schedule today, and I am creating this episode after already finishing what I thought would be episodes 9, 10, and 11. Today was a bit of a rough one for me, and I thought it was important to reflect upon it and create something around it while the feelings were still very real. I haven't yet talked about myself and my background, because this show wasn't about that. All of the advice that I read around creating episode zero, which is your trailer, mentioned that you needed to talk at length about who you are and why you are qualified to host your show. But since none of us really have much experience living through a situation like this, where social distancing isn't just the norm, but it's a mandate, I didn't really feel the need to show credentials. Today, though, I figured it would be a good starting point so that you can understand why I created this episode and why it was important for me to go off schedule and record this. Long story short, today was the first day I cried during the pandemic. I mean, to clarify, I've cried while watching something on Netflix or out of compassion or empathy when a friend opened up about their feelings and shared something really personal or vulnerable. But those tears weren't about me. They were created by someone else's story. Today was the first time I cried for me. My work here in New York is part musician-slash-musical director and part educator, specifically as a teaching artist. If you're not familiar, a teaching artist is part teacher and part artist, just like the name suggests. In its simplest form, it is someone who is pursuing their craft as an artist in whatever medium they choose, and then they bring their skills and experience to teach it to others, sometimes as a guest teacher in a school, sometimes through workshops or masterclasses. For me... I am a musical director for musical theater, working sometimes as an accompanist, a conductor, or a vocal coach. Sometimes I will musically direct shows for students as a teaching artist, and other times I will go into a school and get everyone singing and dancing. My favorite hat that I wear in all of this is as a teaching artist for Disney Theatrical Group, or Disney on Broadway. We currently have three Broadway shows that were running before the shutdown, The Lion King, Aladdin, and Frozen. A large portion of my work is teaching pre-show music and movement workshops. 
For example, a high school choir comes to New York to see The Lion King. And before the show, they take a workshop to learn some original choreography and music from the show. I help facilitate those workshops, teaching the music. We also work in audience engagement and outreach, creating experiences all over the city to entertain and to educate. Well, today, it was announced that Frozen will not return to Broadway after the shutdown. I received an email from my boss, and minutes later, it was all over the news. It was devastating. It was truly one of my favorite musicals, and not just because I work for the company. To be honest, I've only seen the animated film once, but I could not get enough of the musical. As an audience member, I was enthralled from the first moment I saw it, and then when we started teaching the material, I just couldn't get enough. I just didn't know how to react when I heard this news. It was a beautiful day, and I was actually sitting outside drafting episodes for this podcast, and had just put the finishing touches on an episode about seeing this downtime as a gift and ways that we can use this to emerge better than before. And then this news came. All I could think to do was go inside and grab my frozen hoodie. And then I decided, since I had sippy cups from the theater and some blue curacao, I'd make myself a drink that resembled one of the specialty cocktails they served at the show. I went back outside, started playing the cast recording, and I just cried. I started thinking about the last time I saw the show, just a couple weeks before the shutdown, and how I will never see it at that theater again. Then I started thinking about friends in the show who just lost their jobs. And the conductor who was just teaching an online class I was taking, and then all of the musicians who won't be returning. We just had new principals joining the company who will never really grow into those characters. And I won't be teaching Frozen workshops anymore. There were workshops I helped create that just vanished. There will be no more mini Elsas and baby Annas walking down 44th Street to see their first Broadway show. And then, what about the snowball effect? This was the first show to decide to shutter during the pandemic. How many others will follow suit, and how soon until that ceiling caves? And what about all of those actors and musicians, designers, technicians, producers, ushers, audience members, and so on? It, it truly takes a village. So here I am, a 40-year-old man sitting in my backyard and crying while listening to Let It Go. And it was exactly what needed to happen, and it was okay. And in case you listened to episode 5, Creating Your Quarantine Photo Album, I did in fact take a photo tears and all, because it is going to be important for me to remember this moment. And here's the thing. Am I still sad? Of course. Will I cry the next time I hear Let It Go? Probably. Am I scared about the future of Broadway or the uncertainty of my career? Absolutely. But I am not alone. My coworkers were texting each other to see how we were all doing and what we thought of the announcement, and then two minutes on Instagram showed me an enormous community devastated by this news. Just from those texts alone, I now know who I will reach out to if I need to talk about this again. And that alone is comforting. None of us have the answers. No one really knows the long-lasting effects of this situation, which means, to quote another Disney musical... We're all in this together. And so, my wildcats, whatever you are feeling, let it out. Feel your feelings. Own your emotions, and then reach out to people when you need someone to lean on. You can't move past those feelings until you truly express them. 
And if today isn't your day, remember that tomorrow is always a day away. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay home. Thank you for tuning in to the Socially Distant Survival Guide. My name is Kevin Weinbold. You can find me on social media at Kevin Weinbold, or you can visit sociallydistantsurvivalguide.com where you will find more great content, including our show notes and links to other resources mentioned on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review on iTunes. And if you think this show might add value to someone you know, please spread the word. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay home.